Hello everyone and welcome back to the fourth episode of The Brain Train. Today, I finally have a very special guest with me. I'm not going to make you wait another week, so would you like to introduce yourself? Hey guys, (laughs) Um, I'm Morgan, Morgan Joyner if you don't know me, Um, you know, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so we're just hanging out today here on this lovely Monday evening. It's it's been a it's been a Monday. Yeah, I'll give it that. It's been a day. day. And so we are finally gonna do what I wanted my very second episode to be because this is one of my favorite things to talk about. Um, we're gonna do an episode on the power of self talk, how we talk to ourselves, how we talk to other people, because it really all starts. I don't know if you'd agree with this, but like for me, it all starts like in my mind, because the way that I talk to other people, the way that I interact with anyone else or any situations externally, all starts from like my first core reaction like yeah inside my brain. I definitely agree with that okay, okay good <laughs> yes. we have a general consensus here in the long household okay <laughs> okay so yeah basically I just want to start off by like asking like how would you define self-talk because that's kind of a broad category so what when you hear those words like what is the first thing that comes to mind honestly how I like react in my brain when like a situation happens or like if I do something like for example if I do something that like may come off as like I don't know like cringy or annoying like (laughs) sometimes like my self-talk I'll just be like really negative to myself I'll be like that was really stupid why'd you do that like there are things like that or just like if on the other end of it, if you, like, are having a good day where you're, like, feeling yourself, you're like, wow, I'm really pretty, I'm a great person, I deserve good things. So really just... (laughs) (laughs) So polar opposite. Yeah, but just, like, how you, um, like, react to certain situations, Mm -hmm. for me, is what self-talk really is. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think it's kind of, like, like boiled down it's just like your gut reaction I think that's why self-talk is a difficult thing for some people because a lot of times you don't think about it until it's already in your brain yeah you know what I mean you don't stop to be like hmm that was really mean to myself until after you've already said the mean thing to yourself I mean it's kind of like the idea of like you know when you're like in kindergarten and they teach you like think before you speak like we don't think before we think (laughs) you know what I mean yeah We, we need to be like one step ahead of that so, um, I guess going off of that, oh, I had a question in mind. How do you think, like, for you, your self-talk affects the way you talk to other people or have relationships, like, in your life? I think one thing that I'm just, like, really nice to other people, but not nice to myself mm-hmm. all the time, and, yeah. like, I'm definitely working on, like self-talk and definitely working on trying to like be nice to myself but in areas where I feel like I need like more um reassurance or like more I don't know something that I'd want to hear I say to other people Mm. so I feel like that's just how I like approach self-talk in Mm. a way um if I'm like if I'm negative about like myself then I just try to not give negative energy to other people Mm -hmm. I feel like the only like instances where I do that or like if I'm really tired then I'm really mean and that's just yeah. how it is yeah. but just like tired and hungry that's yeah, my, yep, that's my trigger point <laughs> so just like I don't know I'd say with self-talk I definitely try to give other people what I don't give to myself that was a that's a really good way to put that because as you started saying that I realized that I do the exact same thing because I do this thing where whenever I'm 
particularly anxious or negative, I reach out to other people right away. Yeah. Like, right away, like, you've probably received a text message like this from me where I text you and I'm just like, hey, you're just a really wonderful person and you're really beautiful and smart and I just want to like... Like, I say <laughs> all the things that I should be saying to myself to other people. Not that I shouldn't be saying them to other people, because they're always true and they're always a good thing to say, but I do often find that when I decide to be particularly, like, positive towards other people, it's because I want some of that back. Do you know exactly. what I mean? Exactly, yeah. And not even, like, a fishing for compliments thing, but just, like, a... A reassurance, an exchange of positivity is yeah. kind of, my brain doesn't go to me first. It goes to all the other people in my life. Exactly. Because, like, for me in that way, I just, like, I don't want other people to feel the way that I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I don't know, maybe some of my friends are, like, going through the same mm-hmm. thing right now. I'm just going to be nice to them because, I don't know. Give if, them a little boost. Yeah. Because you know that you would want someone exactly. to randomly do that to you. Mm-hmm. It's very true. Yeah. Because you never really know, like, what is going on inside of someone else's head. And that's crazy. And the other thing is, like, it's really obvious to tell who an openly negative person is. Because, you know, I'm sure you can think of people in your life who are just constantly, (laughs) like, wow, this day sucks. I hate everything. My classes are terrible. I hate myself. I would like to die. Like, there are people like that all the time. But I think the more difficult one is the inwardly negative person. Because um, I'm sure that, like, I haven't always come across as a negative person. I've always kind of viewed myself, and you were saying this earlier, like, as an optimist. Yeah. And we typically have, like, positive outlooks on the world and, like, life. But one thing that I was a victim of for a while when I was younger, I think mostly because of my perfectionism. <laughs> yeah. Morgan yeah. knows a thing or two about that. Um, was I was just so hard on myself in my own head and I didn't even realize it until it manifested in like other ways yeah like I didn't realize it till I was like crying in the bathroom or till I was like being mean to someone for no reason and do you know what I mean like I wasn't handling things well so I think that that is really important to acknowledge that someone who has negative self-talk or who even someone who can improve their self-talk even if it's already good because I think we can always improve how we talk to ourselves and how we talk to other people but it may not look like it. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like it could just be living inside of their head and you don't even really know. And so that's why um, kind of phasing into... I'm going to give a little a little story time here if that's okay. 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 <laughs> go for I'm it. Gonna go, I'm going to go into my little story that um, I wanted to tell this week, which was the reason I originally thought of like doing this topic was because when I in the very first episode when I was giving my like overview of everything that I'd gone through, I always kind of try to pinpoint... Um, that moment when things just kind of switched from hopelessness to hopefulness. And it's difficult because it's a long journey and there's no, like, day that I can remember that was just like, ah, I'm good now, everything's (laughs) gonna be fine. There's no day like that. But one thing I do remember um, was my freshman year of high school. Um, I was, like, in my bedroom, I don't know, I think I had forgotten to do a homework assignment and it was like really late at night so I didn't want to start it. I already told my parents I was done with my homework. Um, I had a quiz the next day. I I don't know. There was some like thing with school that I had forgotten to do or not done well on. And I was literally thinking in my head, I hate you. You're so stupid. Like I was thinking those words and saying that out loud is so hard for me. I don't know if you feel the same way, but like (laughs) to say the words I hate you out loud is something that is almost impossible for me to like wrap my mouth around like I yeah that is that is a very strong set of words that I never use and 
I just remember hearing that like ringing through my head and thinking, do I, do I talk like that to myself? I remember thinking no one else would get to talk to me like that. Yeah. Why do I let myself talk to me like that? And I was like, what? <laughs> I, was, I was basically like, this situation would be so much better if I just greeted this kindly. Yeah. Because it it was, you know, an issue or, or something that could be improved upon. It was obviously a mistake or something I had forgotten or something that wasn't perfect. But just the fact that I greeted it so immediately with negativity and hatred and anger. Kind of a little bit like what I talked about um, two episodes ago. Uh, the power of, like, constant growth and, like, yeah. starting over that you can't start from a place of, like, anger or hatred that's how what self-talk kind of is to me because one thing that I notice a lot is that it's kind of a trend to hate yourself yeah yeah I definitely agree (laughs) it's kind of like a relatable teen like moment yeah if you say you hate yourself if you say you want to die if you say you suck at everything if you say you're I'm so bad at math I could never be good at this Everyone laughs and is like, ha ha, me. <laughs> or like, ha ha, mood. But like, <laughs> no. That, and that's such a, oh, it's such a dangerous thing because some people who say that are seriously joking and just want like attention or a laugh. But some people who say that are like suicidal. And so when we kind of allow that talk to continue around us, it kind of... I don't know, almost downplays the severity of the mental health of some of the people who are making jokes like that or who are actually reaching out for help. And so when I started to realize I didn't like it when people, well, first of all, I hate it when people say, I'm going to kill myself. I don't, I don't mess right. with that one. I don't joke about that. I'm not cool with that. Um, so that's a big no for me. But even when people are like, I hate myself. I don't like myself. Oh, I suck at this. Or um, I don't know what I'm doing. I could never do this. Any of those like less serious I guess terms just started to like get under my skin and bug me and I was hearing them all the time and I was like I say them all the time to myself so of course I'm gonna accidentally say one out loud or of course when the person next to me says when it sounds really familiar because that's how I talk to myself all the time and I just kind of realized of course I'm gonna feel hopeless if that's what I've wired my gut reaction to be you know yeah I think that was kind of when I realized like I needed a revamping of the brain (laughs) like like what was in my control right because some of mental health is completely outside of your control it's a chemical imbalance it's due to situational stuff but I just realized kind of in that moment what I could control I had to to the best of my ability because of the like mental illness that I was living with and oh dear there was something in my brain (laughs) and now it's like totally gone it was something about... All right, anyways. Um, well, I have a thing. Oh, yes, Morgan, please that. go. Okay, so... Um, this is why you're here, to just pick up when I <laughs> drop off the edge of your... Um, well, I feel like I'm a really big believer in just, like, speaking things into existence. Yes. So it just makes sense... So good. ...that, like, as, like as, so, as soon as you say, like, I hate myself, or, like, I'm not good at this thing, then, like, obviously How you're not you going to be? be good yeah. at it. Because you're not... As soon as you say that, you're turning your mind off to the possibility of being good at it. You're just like, yeah, I can do this, and, like, why try? And just, right. I don't know, things like that. Like like I said earlier, I am. I try to be a really optimistic person, mm-hmm. especially because a lot of people around me 
like, are so pessimistic about certain things. Yeah. And just, like, I don't know why I live life looking at all of mm-hmm. the bad things. Even though the bad things are obviously super, super important to, like, pay mm-hmm. attention to. But just, like, you're never going to be happy if you're just, like, always mm-hmm. negative. <laughs> you know? Like, it no, just doesn't absolutely. make sense. You, um... The energy that you receive is, like, the energy that you put out, you know? Mm -hmm. It cycles back. Yeah. Yeah. And so, it just, it doesn't make sense to me. Even though I'm, like, definitely, I need to take my own advice. (laughs) Yeah. You were talking about this earlier. Um, I, like, try to be so nice to other people, but then I'm just, like, I turn around and, like, am not nice to myself, but, like, at least I'm trying to be conscious about it, and I feel like a lot of people just need to start there. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like Absolutely. there was like the one moment where the you're like, realization wow. yeah. is pivotal. Yeah. yeah. And I just, I don't know, I feel like a lot of people just like go through that because it is so normalized mm-hmm. to just like appear not like good at things because you're like you don't want to seem too good or just, I don't know, yeah. just things like that. Because well, you like don't want to be too sure of yourself in case you do mess up. Yeah. It's that perfectionism. It's just like being tendency. afraid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like um, people think that there's like a fine line between like <laughs> Harry fine Styles. Line. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow, between like. <laughs> Somehow Harry Styles found his way into our podcast. I mean, like, it was going to come eventually. Treat people with kindness. <laughs> All right. Good night. True. <laughs> Treat yourself with kindness. You have Harry Styles on the next episode <laughs> of this podcast. Yeah. yeah um, please uh, subscribe if you would like to see Harry Styles <laughs> Harry, on the next podcast. Harry, if you're listening. <laughs> Um, a lot of people just think about, like, there's a fine line, or a lot of people think so, I don't necessarily think so, that there's a fine line between, like, being full of yourself and being confident, but, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, as long as you're just, like, I don't know, I'm a cool person, as long as you're not, like, putting down other people, be as proud of yourself as you want to be, you know? Like, if, uh, if you got, like, I don't know, if you got something that someone else didn't, like, you can be happy for yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't have to feel bad. Like, you mm-hmm. deserve that thing. You yes. should, like, remind yourself that you deserve, like, what you're getting, you know? Like, it just comes back to you. And so, um, I had words, but I don't remember them. Now. That's okay, because now I have, like, a million words, so okay, we'll, we'll keep trading off. Perfect. When, we, when our brains, like, crash into each other. Okay, well, so I thought of the thing that I forgot earlier while you were talking, and then I have another point to go off of that, but... So I once read, um, like, a little study on the fact that you can actually, like, chemically rewire your brain to react to situations differently. So that quote that, like, teachers always try to throw out and be like, 90% of life is how you react to things is actually scientifically proven. (laughs) Like, it's not just a number they made up. Like, it's really true. And so every time that you pause when you're immediately angry and you stop and you choose to be calm, you're rewiring your brain to react to those kind of situations that initially made you so angry in a more calm and loving way. Wow. Which I think is a fascinating thing. And some people will be like, that's crap, that's totally not true. (laughs) But I've seen it even just within myself. Just, um, for me, it comes in perfectionism. The way that I... the way that I used to react to getting a B on a test is very different than the way that I have now wired to react after all of these years of telling myself that bad is okay and that I'm still good enough. Yeah. So that was an interesting thing. And then another thing that you said that made me think of something else was you were kind of saying like this fear of, um, 
not being good enough at something, so we try to, like, put ourselves down yeah. before we even try it, and one of my favorite quotes, I feel like I throw quotes in here all the time, like, one of my favorite quotes, there's 80 <laughs> plastered on my wall right now. Um, can confirm. <laughs> yeah, more you can see it. Um, yeah, but one of my favorite quotes says, like, your fear of failure is holding you back. Wow. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that so true? <laughs> like, if we don't ever even try, not only will we never fail at that thing, but we'll never succeed either. Yeah. And that's kind of sad because the the power's in the journey, right? It's not in the starting place and the ending place. It's in all the in-between. And then a third thing (laughs) that I thought of once again, I am so happy because I, my brain was not even in this direction, but that you brought up the idea of, um, self-confidence versus, um, being conceited. Yeah. Because that's a, I think that's a very important distinction to make and a discussion to have because you are so correct that we do deserve good things. Yeah. If we don't believe that about ourselves, what are we doing here? I mean, like, exactly. if we don't, <laughs> if we don't believe that, what is going on? And, and one of my biggest things is that I like to think of it as like celebrating myself and celebrating the life that I've been given as opposed to like, bragging or um, telling other people about it. Like, it's not a public thing. Self-confidence is really quiet a lot of the time. Yeah. I think the most confident people are sometimes the people, they aren't constantly screaming or nagging people or doing a cartwheel or getting up (laughs) to do the math problem at the board or getting up to sing the solo because they just know that their life doesn't depend on how other people view them. They don't need that attention as much. But... I want a world where it's okay to say, wow, I think I look really pretty today. Or, um, oh my gosh, I'm so proud I did so well on this math test without it just immediately being shot down as like, oh, she's so conceited. Yeah. Because it's not being conceited. That's how we should all talk to ourselves. And I think like in my friend group, I think we do a pretty good job of that. Like we're all pretty proud of ourselves for the most part, but then yeah. also of each other. Like it's a very mutual um Support And like you were saying, like, just because you got something and someone else didn't, of course you can feel bad that that person didn't get the thing that you have, but that person has other things in their life. Exactly. And you will have other things in yours. No one thing is like the end all be all of your existence. (laughs) And so when you get the, I don't know, we're choir kids. So like when you get the solo and someone else doesn't, there will be other solos for that person, or there will be another area of their life that they shine in. You don't, you don't have to feel like you took something away from someone. Yeah. Because then it's not really yours. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> All right. And then that will be where we are in. <laughs> we just cut it off. Like, um, but yeah, I mean, one of those concepts that I have thought about a lot of times is like, if someone has to validate your existence, then it it doesn't truly belong to you. Like, if you are always searching for fulfillment from an outside source, you're always going to be searching. Yeah. It's that, like, and once again, so much of this is a perfectionist thing because we are very about perfectionists, (laughs) but my thought is, like, when there's a certain person in our life that I'm thinking of that we have been maybe under the influence of who is a very lovely person but um is constantly kind of reaching 
for the next thing and then after that the next thing and after that the next thing and never really stopping to appreciate like the in the moment yeah do you know what I mean and and that's kind of exhausting for me to watch people who do that um because I just think like where is your rest where is your joy in this life in this moment because it's not going to be here forever and when you just keep reaching for oh we have to go bigger than we did last time but we didn't do well enough at this so we have to do this better you're not letting what you did the first time be enough. Yeah. And that's kind of, like, invalidating all of the effort and creativity and and energy that you put into whatever you did the first time. A lot of times the first time we do something is not good at all. Like, <laughs> like a lot, like the first time learn. most people <laughs> draw a picture, it's not going to be in an art museum. I mean, it's so rare that people are born with... You you know, sometimes you hear about, like, oh, this girl's been singing since she was three years old. It's very rare that people are born with a God-given gift, if you will. Like, that's very rare. We have to hone in on those things and work on those things. And so I think, like, you made a super important point about failure kind of being this thing that, that hangs above us and makes us not even want to, to attempt. And I think that all of that really starts, like in the gut reaction because I know like before in my life if someone said to me hey like you should try out for this thing or you should apply for this I if my immediate reaction is I would never get in even if I got in would I always feel like I didn't belong there yeah you know what I mean you have to start believing like you said that you deserve the things that you're getting yeah, because, because you do like because <laughs> first of all ladies you do period <laughs> <laughs> no seriously you do, but also, what would the, and maybe this is just because I've always considered myself an optimist, and I've been very optimistic about most things, but I just don't see the point of not thinking like that. Yeah. I don't see any more fulfilling of a life coming from a negative mindset. You're right. And just, um, something you said earlier reminded me of this, but like, about like, trying to get fulfillment from like outside sources like Mm -hmm. I don't know something that I always think about like you are the most permanent thing in your life so like why be mean to yourself like you are like literally the only thing that's guaranteed for you you know you're quoting my brain right now (laughs) absolutely so just like might as well be nice to yourself might as well I'm stuck with me might as well like me for real (laughs) no absolutely because One of the things that I've thought about a lot is, like, I'm the only person I'm going to go to bed with and then wake up the next morning with every day for the rest of my life. Exactly. From now until the day I die. And from the day I was born until the day I die. So, there's no getting rid of this. Like, like I gotta figure it out somehow. And, um, there are kind of three levels in my mind to, like, well, I don't even know if three is the right number, but there are, like, different (laughs) levels in my mind to self-love, um... And they're all kind of varied in steps depending on who you are and where you start. But to me, it's like self-acceptance is kind of the first thing. Like, this is me. This is who I am. There are things about myself that I don't like. There are things about myself that I cannot change. But this is me in all my glory. Yeah. (laughs) And then the next two steps are kind of muddled because it's like liking yourself and then loving yourself are two different things to me. Yeah. Because I think that there are days I do not like myself. There are days I look in the mirror and I don't like what I see. There are days that um, I'm too loud or annoying or tired or, you know, there are days that I don't like myself. But I do truly believe that we can always love ourselves. 
Exactly. I think that... Because when you think about, like, your parents or another source in your life that you feel like gives you unconditional love, there are days my parents do not like me. Like, (laughs) there are days my parents are like, just go to your room. Be quiet. Stop talking about Phineas and Ferb. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I believe, and not everyone believes in this, but I do believe in an unconditional love that connects us as a people. That, once again, sounds kind of hippie and wishy-washy people. <laughs> people, no, but I think people um, phrase it in different ways. But to me, if there was, like, one thing I had to believe about the universe as a whole, it would be that there is unconditional love. Yeah. Always surrounding us. For some people, you know, that's a religious thing. For some people, that's a spiritual thing. For some people, they don't even believe that. But for me, that's one thing that's always kind of kept me going. And so when I think about... Well, if I believe in this concept of unconditional love, which means no conditions, no questions asked, their love is always present, then why am I not giving that to myself? Yeah. You know, because my parents don't ask questions about always loving me. Like I said, they don't always like me. (laughs) They get annoyed with me, but... And I think they do like me most of the time. (laughs) Go ahead and send me a little text message when you hear this. Um, (laughs) But I... To me, it's just, like, you don't have to like someone to love them. Yeah. Because because when you think about it, like, we all have bad days. If you marry someone and you intend on spending the rest of your lives with them, I'm sure there are moments when you're like, can you get out of my house? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I've never been married and in love. But, yeah. but, I mean, I know that there are days when my mom just wants to be, you know, in her room by herself or my dad just really wants to go watch the football game or whatever. That doesn't mean that they don't always love each other. And so... Sometimes the process of like self realize like self realization self acceptance jumps straight to okay I've accepted these things now I unconditionally love myself but sometimes it's like oh well, I'm kind of starting to like myself we'll get to love eventually I don't know it kind of works in different steps for other people but for me it's always been like here are the things about myself that I cannot change um, or here are the things about myself that are currently happening now I will work towards making them better do you yeah. know what I mean and that's another difficult thing is because like I feel like there are things about ourselves that we have learned, that we have picked up along the way, that if we don't like, we can change. There are some things about yourself, and some of this is, like, tangible and physical, like, race, sexuality, stuff like that, like, physical build. I don't know, some people have issues with their body or the the way that they look. Some of that obviously cannot be altered, but um, if you don't like how often you talk in class, like, (laughs) you can fix that one. If you don't like the way that you treat people, you can fix that one. So I think... The first step, even in, like, self-talk and self-love, is that um, realization aspect. Because oftentimes I feel like on social media we just see, like, put on a face mask and then Mm -hmm. you're good. And that is just, like, you have to spend time with yourself. And I think that's what scares so many people is just sitting down and, like, hearing their thoughts in their own head. Yeah. That, yeah. (laughs) That's definitely... (laughs) That's close to home. (laughs) Definitely something that gets me. And just, like... Ooh, oh my gosh, I was going to say something. Um, it's okay, Morgan. Um, it happens to all of our brains. Morgan, you are loved, no matter what. Oh, thanks. Oh, wait, yeah. Okay, just, like, going off of what you said. Like, I don't know, there are some days where, like, I just don't feel pretty. But mm-hmm. then, like, I know I am, but I don't feel yes. it. You know? Absolutely. And just, I feel like a lot of, like self-love and like with self-talk like self-love sounds like such a broad like Mm -hmm. a big thing because like love is such a big thing what is love (laughs) (laughs) what does it even mean and yeah I feel like that's just like so like off-putting to people because like 
it's such a big thing to say, like, I love myself because yeah. they feel like they have to accept every single part yes. of themselves. But like, or you like, like every single yeah, part of themselves. Yeah, like every single part. That's a better word. Like, I, I don't like every part of yeah. myself. Um, but like you're saying, like, the things, some of the things I don't like, I can change. I just have to, like, work towards mm-hmm. it. It's definitely a process to, like, rewire your brain, like yeah. you were saying, like, to talk nicely about yourself. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely still working on it, <laughs> but just, like... We all are every day. Yeah. That's the crazy thing, is that even the people I know who give the most love out into this world... If they, if I were to sit down and ask them, like, how they would rate their self-talk on a scale of 1 to 10, half of them would rate it so poorly. Yeah. And that's crazy to me. Like, I'm thinking about, I don't know, like, uh, just people who are always kind. Who I just feel like, how are you physically always that kind? Yeah. (laughs) Are so mean to themselves. And that's, and that's crazy to me. Because if you're putting happiness out, and if you believe those happy things about other people, then why not start inwardly first because another thing um I had a really long conversation with a friend about this over some smoothie king one time (laughs) it's a very good conversation it's actually when I came up with the um name for this podcast shout out Grace Mandel um we were talking about how if you don't believe a compliment that someone gives you that that compliment is empty and there are like two levels to this in my mind because one is just like averagely functioning person with low self-esteem issues and then the other one is like person with clinical depression, which yeah. is kind of two different things. Sometimes you got both. But um, as someone who struggles with self-esteem issues, because everyone does, um, if you don't think you look pretty today and someone says you look really pretty today, if it, you love yourself unconditionally, you can accept that and be like, wow, that felt really good to hear. Like, it's good to know that someone else thinks I look pretty today. Because there are mornings when I just, like, accept, like, I don't think I look great today, but you know what? That's not the biggest deal. Yeah. Like, there's more to me than how my face looks. Exactly. And you just move on. But if that comes from a place of, like, distrust almost, if you don't believe it, you might be like, well, they're lying to me. <laughs> Why do oh, they say that? I do that all oh, the time. <laughs> no, you should not do that. I know, I know. I said I'm working on yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> we are always working on it. It's a process. But then the other one is, like, and this is a more severe one, but as someone who has been, like, clinically depressed, um... When someone reaches out to you to give you hope, to give you love, to tell you that it will get better, that can just be impossible to believe. Yeah. And I know that sometimes when I reach out to people who I know are in a really bad place, one of the first things I say is, I know that words seem empty right now. Trust me, I have been there. (laughs) I want you to try the hardest that you possibly can to believe that I believe these words. Yeah, You know, because even if someone else... I think that's such an important thing to say to people who are in a bad place mentally, who are out of hope. If you truly have hope for their future, if you truly do believe and know that it will get better, I think that's such an important thing to speak to them because they're not in a place where they can believe that for themselves right now. Yeah, And I also with people who just struggle with low self-esteem or bad self-talk, I try to just make it such a point I'm not giving you this compliment because I'm gaining anything from it. I mean, you know, I could have just thought it in my head and not said anything out loud. I wouldn't tell you this if I didn't mean it. Yeah. And I wouldn't tell you this if it wasn't something that I believed. And maybe you don't believe it right now, but I believe it. And that's a pretty powerful thing to have someone else believe something very positive about you. And But once again, it's always a two-way exchange because if you're believing positive things about other people but not about yourself... 
then once again, why why would that mean anything to the person you give the compliment to? Yeah. Because they're like, well, she's nice to me, but she hates herself too. I guess we just all do. You can't you can't accept that. You just really can't. Like I just I really don't get down with the I am so bad at math. Everything sucks. I will never be good at <laughs> playing my instrument as well as the person next to me in band. Like I literally find myself doing that almost every class period every day. I think that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like particularly there are a couple classes that I can think of that I sit there and I'm like, I'm sorry guys, I don't know how to do this. Ooh, we should talk about the I'm sorry thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> like apologizing. Like what? Me apologizing for something I don't understand yet because I'm in school and I'm learning and it's a class to teach me things. Or apologizing. I I do this a lot when someone bumps into me. (laughs) I apologize. Soup on Morgan. Yeah, I'm I'm so sorry. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) My bad. Sorry, I have a lap. (laughs) And I just I don't know. A lot of this I've like read a lot about this because it is just something that's like important to me and I'm trying to change um I feel like I've said that a lot but like I mean you know but it's true <laughs> and just like speak it into existence yeah <laughs> <laughs> um I feel like a lot of this like especially with like women and like girls we feel like we are just like conditioned to like make ourselves smaller like a part of me like I sometimes I was thinking about this the other day like sometimes I feel like I like air quotes, since you guys can't see them, exist to, like, make other people happy, but, like, I don't need to exist, like, for other people, I can exist for myself, you know, and just, like, oh, yeah, I, since I go around, like, I don't know, just, like, trying to be nice, I, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm, like, trying, I just, like, I don't know, do things for other people, I feel like I just always put other people ahead of myself, and so a part of that just, like, comes in when I, like, apologize so much, so, like, I just, like, automatically... Well, like, not even in a bad way, but just, like, kind of accept the thing is my fault because I don't want other people to feel bad. But, like, you don't have to... If it's not your fault, like, don't say sorry. Like, if you don't have to apologize for something that, like, you truly did wrong. And I'm not saying, like, never say sorry. Like, yeah. you know... Stop saying sorry, guys. <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> never apologize again. a little bit. <laughs> That's not what she's saying. But just, like, you don't have to apologize for existing. <laughs> that was the exact word I was saying. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, like you are meant to like be here. Every single person mm-hmm. is is so important to like making the world function. Mm-hmm. Like don't apologize for Mm-mm. slightly messing up and just like um I don't know, something that I've, like, read about this, like, replace, like, I'm sorry's with thank yous, like, instead of, like, sorry I'm late, thank you guys for waiting for me, like, you know, just things like that can really improve your self-talk in ways that you don't even Mm -hmm. think about, because I'm sorry just has such a negative connotation, and so you shouldn't be saying that all all the time if you don't mean it. It's very blame-filled. Yeah. It's very accusational, and there's a lot of weight kind of too and I'm sorry and of course there are times in this life where all of us need to say I'm sorry because we're human we're imperfect we do bad things but um I love how you said don't apologize for existing because that's so true I mean seriously once again I I know there are people in this world who don't believe that everyone exists for a reason but I do I don't think that we necessarily ever get a little ticket that says here's the reason that you're alive but (laughs) but the world would not be what it was today without every single person that we have here and that is a very important thought to me um and absolutely 
not apologizing for just, like we were talking about earlier, those things about you that you can't change. Yeah. Those things about you that are just programmed into who you are. Don't apologize for those things because that's like saying there's something wrong with you just for being alive. Yeah. And how is that even possible? <laughs> like, there's no right way to be a human. And the <laughs> yeah. one thing that my dad has always said to me, especially over these last couple years, is you're a human being, not a human doing. Like, yeah. it's not... You aren't the actions that you take. You are the sum of all of your parts. You're more than just the words that you say. You're more mm-hmm. than the wrong things that you do. You're more than the actions that you take on a daily basis. There is something, like, ticking inside of all of us that cannot be measured, that cannot really be described in any way. Because when you, I don't know if you do the same thing, but when I think about people, I don't think about, like, hmm, one time they were mean to me in the hallway, or that one time they cut in front of me in the lunch line. Like, <laughs> I think about the person as a whole. Yeah. It's almost an indescribable thing. It's like a feeling association, almost. It's a vibe. <laughs> Vibes. Oh, yeah, when I think about people, I think about if they pass the vibe check <laughs> or not. No, I mean, and that word has come become kind of like a vibe. like, huh. <laughs> But it is very true about mm-hmm. people. You think of the vibes, the vibrations that they mm-hmm. send off, kind of not like aura, because that gives off a like <laughs> pseudoscience yeah. kind, of, kind of thought. You know what I mean? But but just the um, the existence, like existence is like the soul of a person, mm-hmm. kind of who they are at their very core, and that is something that I have learned over time. I don't have to explain that to anyone. I don't have to prove that to anyone. Mm-hmm. That was a really hard thing for me to come to terms with. But um, I was at a, a show choir camp, actually. <laughs> it was a great time. And um, one of the choir directors would read to us from this book. And sorry, everyone, I'm about to say a bad word. But it's called You Are a Badass by Jen Sosero. I will mm. find that and put the link in the podcast. But... Um, <laughs> by Jen somebody and uh it's a really good book if you guys want to read it um it's all about the power of like self-talk and like improving your life like from just within your head and the way that you exist but she was reading us this quote that basically said you are who you are inside of your head and inside of your self and you don't have to prove that to anyone yeah like there's there's just no reason to no one should ask for validation for you existing Mm -hmm. that's the thing and the thing you were saying about like making yourself feel smaller I think is really interesting because um I do feel like in this world we've created over so many years we are born feeling like there's a certain shape that we have to fulfill or fit into based off of so many things like age and gender and race and where we come from where we live now where our family has come from but I feel like we are born kind of feeling like there's some sort of expectation surrounding who we will be yeah and maybe that's a positive thing maybe some people live into that and really love that but for those of us who don't feel like the little mold that has been kind of set before us is the one that we're meant to fulfill. It can be really difficult. And that's an, that's a tale as old as time, right? That's an age old story about, you know, the outcast or the oddball or the, the person 
I don't know, I'm thinking, like, Hero's Journey arc. It's like, eighth grade English. Oh, wow. Throwing it back. But, you know, that story of the person who doesn't feel like they belong, who goes through this self-realization to a place of growth and ultimate fulfillment. I mean, that... Is that not the most true story that we're always telling? That There's a reason that that's such a popular archetype, because that's the story of us. And so... I'm very interested in what other people feel like they were born to fit into because, like, I live a pretty standard... I have a pretty standard mold, if, yeah. if we're going to think about it. Like, I am a middle-class white girl in the Midwest. Like, yeah. that is a pretty typical... There are a lot of me around the world. There are a lot of molds that have been set ahead for me that I can go into. But for people who are still kind of paving that path and making that way, we've come so far in terms of um, there's a word in my mind. <laughs> well, we've just come so far in terms of, of I don't want to say equality because it's not really what I'm talking about, yeah. but but do you, you know what I'm saying? Like, growth as a population, we've come so far because of the people who were in a place of love and self-respect where they could either make lives better for themselves or for the people around them. Yeah. Because there's kind of always, I think, been this, um, I think we're born kind of with this hunger for more and to create more, but the difference to me between like a life of fulfillment and a life of constant searching is whether it's coming from a place of like growth and fulfillment or greed exactly and kind of hunger for what we can't have so I think that's interesting too to think about if you feel because maybe not everyone feels this way but if you feel like there is a mold that was set before you that you have to grow into and you aren't fitting into it correctly then that's okay Exactly. Because what would the world be if every single person had just tried to fit into this perfect little box all the time? We wouldn't have half the inventions and organizations and countries and languages. And I mean, we wouldn't have the things that we have today that make this world such a beautiful and kind of, um, like, intricate yeah. place to be a part of. Because I think from, a, like, a first world viewpoint... That's one of the things that does give me hope because obviously, like you said earlier, kind of the bad things are still important. Pay attention to them. You just don't have to like live into them or think that that's all there is. Yeah. But as someone who is living like a very privileged life, it does give me hope to see the beauty and intricacy of the world that we've created. Yeah. And I think a part of that too is like, um, like you're saying about like having feeling like you have to fit in this mold like everyone every person sees you in a different way yeah, like you are not the same like margaret to me that you are mm-hmm. like to your parents you know like it's just different yeah. how like and you, it's not like you're changing necessarily it's just like how you interact with those people yeah. are are is different and i feel like sometimes people like get in their heads about mm-hmm. having like to be like this ex- like different person mm-hmm. for like each person in their life but like I don't know, you, you'll never, like, like you said, you'll never fulfill, like, the idea mm-hmm. of, like, mm-hmm. 
what are the words like their idea of you like you'll never fulfill that because you're different to every person like only like you know who you are you know and so (laughs) and so it's not you don't have to go searching for like trying to be the perfect Morgan like I don't know Mm -hmm. you're you're maybe the perfect Morgan in some person's eyes not in a different person's eyes (laughs) (laughs) but just like I don't know um exactly how to end this I don't know how to say it but just I don't know you don't have to live up to that because Mm -hmm. like I said only you know like your soul (laughs) you know right like not even sometimes do we feel like we have to fulfill a mold that's set before us? Maybe sometimes it's a mold we kind of created. Yeah. For ourselves. Like, I know, once again, a perfectionist's life. <laughs> like, I think that's something we as... I don't know if Morgan and I mentioned it, but we are perfectionists. Yeah. Um, We're literally the same person. Self-diagnosed, um, but still very yeah. intense. Um, well, and for people who are perfectionists, I think um, a lot of our struggles all center around this ideal life or person we have created that we are not Mm -hmm. constantly obtaining. And I said something in an earlier episode about how no one is ever living up to their full potential and how at first that sounds negative, but when you stop and think about it, it's a really comforting thought. Yeah. Because it basically excuses this idea of perfection. It basically goes ahead and says that really doesn't exist in the context that we have decided it does. And like you were saying, everyone views us differently. I know there are people who probably look at me from the few interactions they have with me or the few words they hear me say and think she has everything together. Like she is so yeah. put together. Like if they just see me coming to math class every day wearing my red lipstick, I mean, they're probably <laughs> like, wow, she has time to put on lipstick in the morning. Like, girl, you don't know <laughs> everything I've been through just to get up in this morning. But that's a really important thing too because something that I struggle with that I think affects our self-talk is I kind of have this need to have everyone like me. <laughs> Same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fun. Not even because like I want to be liked, but I think just because I always want people to feel like happy and comfortable around me. And if someone yeah. doesn't like me, then I think, well, I made them uncomfortable or sad or I hurt them in some way and that makes me feel bad. But um, I've had to kind of tell... One of my friends told me a couple weeks ago, she was like, you can't control how XYZ person perceives the things that you did or the things that you said. Because when it comes down to it, everything gets lost in translation, right? (laughs) The way that someone perceives me one day could be completely different from the way they perceive me two weeks later. But also, some people get an image very stuck in their head and once they kind of have that idea of you, it may never change and that's fine. Maybe it just wasn't meant for them to you know totally get to know you on this spiritual level and that's fine because we are so busy as people we are constantly interacting especially in this age of technology like how do we have time to make everyone happy (laughs) i don't know i'm trying to figure out how because i would like to save the whole entire world but um (laughs) anyone knows how please send me the wiki how link i would really (laughs) appreciate Uh, but yeah that's just one of those things that um (laughs) And that I like to think about is because you're the only person that you're like always with, don't be so worried about making everyone else constantly like you because the people that do like you and do see you for you and are important to you, they're going to be around. Yeah. They make that effort to be in your life. And that's a really important concept to me too, is that like 
the people sometimes I feel like we spend too much time like wishing something was meant to be that isn't mm-hmm. sometimes you convince yourself yeah yeah because <laughs> sometimes once you get past that and you let that go you see all along there was a better thing coming and sometimes there isn't <laughs> yeah I we have the same like situation in mind right now I do know that um sometimes there isn't like a specifically better thing coming but it is always, always, always better to let go, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Because the baggage we carry around with ourselves, I mean, that's so exhausting. Like, I read a quote one time. Oh my god, me and my quotes. But um, <laughs> I read something one time, a psychologist was, like, giving this talk, and she said, if you carry something around for five minutes, it won't be that heavy. It doesn't matter how much it weighs. Like, you can carry something around for five minutes. But if you carry it for three days it doesn't matter how heavy it is. It's going to be difficult to carry Mm -hmm. because you're going to get tired. And I think that is a really, um, like wonderful metaphor for our mental health and well-being. because when you don't take a rest, when you don't take a break, if you don't set, if you don't sometimes just say, you know what, in this next hour, I'm not going to think about how I feel about myself. I'm not going to think about the fact that someone might be mad at me right now. I'm just going to watch my TV for an hour, and mm-hmm. this is my break from caring about that, then, I mean, it eats away at you. Like, that is constantly weighing on your soul. You can't can't do that to yourself. Mm-mm. We have to find <laughs> somewhere in life to lay our burdens down. That is the biggest thing I've been working on this year, yeah. is like, where can I put my problems when they need to rest? Because there has to be somewhere that I can get that out of my mind. Yeah, that's because that's good. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of important just because, I don't know, it's just a little bit important to me. No, no. Because, <laughs> like that psychologist said, like, I, I wrote a poem one time about how I, there was a, a burdensome, I think that's a word, thing that happened in my life that I really let, like, fester in me and I let just, like, sit on my shoulders and I let kind of, like, tear me down part of it was a it was a difficult situation I needed to cope with it but after so many years I finally had to like write it out of my life and say like it happened I cannot change that fact but I'm done being angry I'm done being sad I'm done being tired it's a part of me as a person now but when you're just carrying that with you all the time there comes a time when that's unnecessary yeah and that moment has to be over and I think um I don't know when I like have to get my thoughts out because sometimes you're like your brain is just too much you're like there's a lot going on in there I need to get this out. Did you mean every minute of my life? (laughs) Yes and so like sometimes um I'll like text a friend and I'll just randomly be like hey like there's a lot in my brain right now can I just rant it to you? (laughs) Yes I I have received some (laughs) so many people if you're listening you know who you are. But yeah, that happens a lot. And like, um, I always like make sure to include this just like a little side note that like, I don't know, sometimes like my friends don't even need to read it. I just need to get it out. Yeah, just I just need to get into yeah, existence. Yeah. It just like needs to be not in my brain. And so, Absolutely. um, oh wait, I had words. Yes. Oh dear. Oh dear. We've had a lot of words. <laughs> we are having some words. Um, okay. Yeah. And so, but also one thing that I need to work on that I do a lot is like, sorry, that was a lot, or, like, sorry, like, you didn't Mm -hmm. even need to read that, sorry, like, that was stupid, I just need to get it out, but just, like, 
Remember, you are thank you for a listening. burden. Or thank, you for, <laughs> thank you for reading this. Or yeah. Thank you for taking the time. Or thank you for letting me say this to you. Like, is such a better way to phrase that. Exactly. That's so true. You are not a burden. You and your problems are not a burden. Mm-hmm. Like, if, like, that's just, I don't know, what helps me is just, like, getting it out and, like, for other people to hear it just makes it, like, I don't know, more mm-hmm. solid to me that it's, like, not in my brain anymore. Because sometimes mm-hmm. you feel like you're just, like, speaking into a void. But if you're, like, mm-hmm. telling your problems to a person, then Okay, there's like, a website called ScreamIntoTheVoid.com where you can type out your problems and then hit send and it disappears into a void. So... I'm definitely going to use it next time. Which <laughs> is <just> great. <laughs> it's got me through many a long English class. <laughs> um, but, I mean, Sorry, yeah. I <laughs> you're fine. I, I think that's just, like, a big thing that's, like helped at least my self-talk mm-hmm. and how I think about myself is just like reminding myself I'm not a burden yeah. like if I needed to get some thoughts out of my brain that doesn't make me like a no. burden that doesn't make me a problem or like an inconvenience for other people like it's I don't know it's just how I cope and that's I don't know who I am <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's just you aren't um like people aren't like, dealing with you. They're helping mm, you, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's just, like, a big thing that I try to remind myself. Yeah. A couple of things, and then I think we're going to wrap up really <laughs> quick here. If you have anything else to say, just let me know and jump in. But um, first thing, that off that last part that you just said about um, people aren't dealing with you. Mm-hmm. Like, I once wrote something about how you're not, like, you're not a piece of candy on a conveyor belt. Like, you're not just being cycled through life. There's a purpose and there's a meaning to your existence. And then building off of that point... Um, you have to remember that everyone has problems. Everyone has something that they need help with. It's Mm -hmm. just that you live with yours. So you know that there are constantly things in your head that are worrying you or troubling you. That is happening in everyone else's brain too. Mm -hmm. Some of us, maybe a little, we harbor that a little bit more than others. But one of the most important things I think is to remember just to always be kind, obviously to yourself. We've been talking about that a lot, but to others, because you never, never truly know what's going on inside of someone's head. You never really Mm -hmm. know how severe something might be or what they are carrying with them from a different place. So bottom line is just kind of always be kind, spread love. I think that's it. I mean, if I had to just sum up this 53 minute <laughs> podcast in two words, it would be like, choose love. Like exactly. that's the place you got to start from. And I think while we are not perfect at it, having conversations like this and speaking things into existence and yep. saying, this is where I'm starting and I'm going to do this now is literally the most important part and the most difficult part a lot of the time. Getting started is hard. Getting out of bed in the morning sucks. Mm-hmm. But you know what? <laughs> we're here and we're doing it anyways. Exactly. It's like the craziest you have, thing. You have no choice but to keep going. Like, might as well might make as life well fun. Might as well truck along. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. And I think that the beautiful thing is that, in my experience, there always comes a day when you are happy to be doing so when you're Mm -hmm. excited to be alive even if it feels like you go through a really long period in your life where you're not excited to be alive there always comes a day even if it's so fleeting there always comes a day again when Mm -hmm. you are excited to be alive or even a moment like there have been Mm -hmm. plenty of times where I just have not been having a good day but like you were saying like someone just chose love and someone chose to be nice to me Mm -hmm. and they said something that just really turned my entire day around and that's just really important to remember how like even if you just saying like hey, you look really pretty today, that may not seem like a lot to you, but that could really change someone's day. Mm -hmm. And, like, that could get them starting on the path of 
saying like, hey, like you were something you mentioned earlier, like even if like I don't feel pretty today, at least that person thinks I do. Yeah. Maybe I am. You know, that can exactly. be the Maybe one thing. Maybe I that, can believe that I yeah, am now. That can be the one thing that can get someone Absolutely. to turn their mindset around. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think the biggest part is just for me, um, if everyone chose to be a little bit kinder every single day, what a what a world we would live in. <laughs> What a beautiful world we would live in. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I think we're about wrapped up. (laughs) Morgan and I are smiling, so that's how you know it was a good good little (laughs) chit-chat. Thank you guys for listening to this 55-minute podcast. Um, This is literally when I thought about bringing people on. I was like, these podcasts are going to be like 12 hours. I'm just like crying in the bathroom. (laughs) We we can keep going. We got the big points. Um, We got the big points, yes. But thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Once again, always reach out to me if you have anything you want to talk about, anything you're struggling with, or if you want to be on the podcast now that I proved to you that other people are going to be on my podcast. (laughs) That special guest Um, exists. That special (laughs) guest wasn't just a myth I kept throwing out there to keep you enticed. She is here. Imagine. And she's wonderful. All right, I believe it, Morgan. Yes, of course. Oh, I'm glad you could be here. And um, once again, shout out Zero on (laughs) on Spotify. (laughs) Go listen to his music, and I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. And always, always, always start from a place of love. Bye.